All right, we're back at it again at the Sui Builder House in Kyoto, Japan.、Uh, and I'm here with Tommy、uh, from Typus.、Um, how are, are you doing, Tommy? Good, good. The、yeah. Kyoto is such a fantastic place, so beautiful, historical. First time here, love it. Yeah. yeah. And where are you from and where are you based?、Uh, I'm from Taiwan and currently based in Taiwan. Our team is fully remote, but mostly Taiwanese.、Yeah. Mm, nice. I'm actually going to Taiwan in November for、oh, a、really? wedding. Not、nice. my wedding, but a friend's wedding. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll、yeah. be my first time there. I can show you around.、Yeah. Lots of good bars, good food in Taipei. And、yeah. if you're staying longer, you probably can travel around、yeah. Taiwan. Like, Tainan has the best food in Taiwan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my wife has been there a few times.、Uh, she has only good things to say. <laughs> yeah. So tell me a bit about your journey. Like, how, what's your background, how you got into crypto, and ultimately, I guess, how you ended up in this room today? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So I got a CS degree in bachelor. Yeah. And then an MBA in National Taiwan University. And I was interned as a VC analyst during that period. And after, after graduation, my former like, boss in the VC went to a family office in Hong Kong and brought me there. So I started my career as a family office analyst and started to get into more crypto because their business、uh, involves a portion of like,、uh, revenue in crypto. So they need someone to actually deploy it. And, like, for example, buying some spots. And later on, they acquired a centralized exchange called ABCC、mm-hmm. uh, in Singapore, which is a regulated、uh, centralized exchange trying to get a license from there. And then、uh, I am somehow the one, the crypto guy in the family office. So I was appointed to run the crypto exchange.、Mm-hmm. So I start、uh, managing the operation product side and some of the technical side about running a op-、uh, centralized exchange. And that's、uh, like 2020. <clears throat> and then in about 2021, we start a more serious fund management for the family office. So I built a team. Of quants and traders and developers starting to run a delta neutral, market neutral、uh, strategy along with some spot、uh, buying portfolio such as Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana.、Mm-hmm. So we did、uh, quite good performance in 2021. And later on, we cashed out the profit, and the family office decided that we should have、uh, do some crypto projects ourselves.、Mm-hmm. So I would. I started a crypto project called Optify on Solana. So, this crypto、uh, is mostly derivatives,、uh, options focus, order book type. And we started this、uh, option protocol in late 2021 and、uh, launched our mainnet、uh, last year, August. And then,、uh, because we use Mango a lot, and So, we, we run this option delta neutral strategy within Optify. So, we need a delta one component, which we use Mango. And so, we launched Mainnet August, Mango crashed in October, and our business cannot work. But we didn't give up at that moment, but we start our own perps. We、mm-hmm. start to plan our own perps so that we can run the strategy. And、uh, unluckily, <laughs> in November, FTX crashed. 
So the family office lose a bunch of money in FTX, and they are somehow pissed and disappointed towards crypto.、Mm. They they have、uh, a lot of other business, so they swift、uh, switch their focus、mm-hmm. to other business. And、uh, but I still want to do something in crypto. I、yeah. love I love doing business in crypto. I love the vision, the possibility of、uh, DeFi. So I took the team out and start a new project called Typus Ansui. So that's my background story and how I get here. Yeah, cool.、Um, so my experience in crypto、uh, started in, in like just investing a bit, you know, buying some Bitcoin here and there, and then I didn't really get into anything technical until maybe 2020. And before that, I had no finance background. Uh, so after I got a bit into crypto,、um, the farthest I got into the DeFi realm was creating a bot to arbitrage stable coins. Actually,、uh, yeah. that was I didn't want to do something super risky because I have kids, <laughs> right? <laughs> so to me,、um, arbitraging like between different stable coins on a particular chain that was smaller, so there was not much competition.、Um, I don't know. I ended up making like one hundred and eighty thousand dollars, and so it wasn't that's like, a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's as far as I got. Okay. So when I hear people talk about, and I think I speak for a lot of people too,、uh, where I might be familiar with the concept of like what a stablecoin is,、uh, what the terms like long and short means,、um, but beyond that, you know, you get into perpetuals and options. Is I think two terms that a lot of people. Hear a lot, but might not understand.、Sure. Uh, so, can you explain a bit about how perpetuals work? Like, if you want to launch a perpetuals market, like, what does that mean? And uh, beyond that, uh, how the options work as well? Sure. So, perpetual basically we called it a delta one component, which means the risk you're taking for opening a perpetual Without leverage is the same as holding one spot. For so, for example, if you have one hundred sui, yeah,、uh, opening a contract on perpetual side for hundred sui is the, exactly the same.、Mm-hmm. But perpetual gives you much much more leverage, and the cost of、uh, having that leverage is funding rate. So perpetual is something that it won't expire. It、uh, follows the spot price、mm-hmm. very closely. Any difference will be reflected in funding rate. So it's basically a tool for people to speculate on the underlying asset、yeah. with a delta one payoff. So basically, the spot price increase one dollar.、Uh-huh. You basically earns one dollar、yeah. if you open one suite or one contract on the perpetual side. But so holding- is that price tracking be- between spot and perpetual a result of like? Market makers and stuff keeping it efficient, or is there like a mechanism? Yeah, there's a me-、uh, the, the mechanism is the funding rate. So for、oh, example, yeah,、okay. for example, if the sweet spot price is a hundred dollars right now, and the perpetual is ninety nine, so the difference will be compensated using funding rates. I see. So that's that's the mechanism to actually get the perpetual price following the spot. Okay, and in order for someone to open a long on a perpetual, does it mean that? Someone else has to also have a short. That yes, that's the job of、okay. market maker. Okay, all right. <laughs> that's、yeah. what that's they do, and、okay. they will create a, like a fundamental structure on the order book, and a lot of、uh, traders will trading against each other. So it's basically a zero sum game. I see. Yeah, for perpetual. Yeah. 
Okay. And how about options? I've, <laughs> I've actually tried to read about options and calls and puts. I've, I've tried on and off for like the past year or so, but it just like never makes sense to me. Like, I feel like my brain is not wired for like that finance kind of stuff. So if, if, if you could explain a bit, like <laughs> sure, generally what, what options are, and then we'll uh, dive deeper into what type this is exactly. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. So uh, perpetual mimics spot payoff. So it's a straight line, mm -hmm. but uh, option is more a convex payoff. I think that's the biggest difference between options and perpetuals. And option is uh, if you're selling options, you have this, you will get premium in return. Mm -hmm. That means you're taking some risk. Mm. And uh, option usually has an expiry day, so it, it expired. Mm -hmm. And for example, for a call option, you basically looking, if you are selling a call options, you basically uh, betting against price going down. Mm. So betting it, against price going So you basically down. short. Okay, right, okay. You're shorting. Yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, it's uh, it's not exactly like you're shorting a perpetual. So we have a strike price. So that means that it, it, the, the seller of the option and the buyer of the option are betting against one specific price. Mm, okay. So for example, the spot is $100. The strike is 115 mm -hmm. for example. So if you're selling, you are betting that the price of the spot won't exceed Okay. The strike price. I and see. if you're buying, you are betting against you you're you're thinking that the strike at uh, the spot will in, will will over go over yeah. strike price. So that basically betting against one specific price mm -hmm. within a time period. Mm. So that creates a more complex but fun game. Right. And a lot of people buying option they not they are not necessarily betting against the price. They're actually shorting or loaning volatility. So they are trading volatility in essence. So it's much, it's it's like uh, perpetual is like a one dimensional trade. Yeah, yeah. And uh, option give you exposure to other dimensions mm. such as volatility, such as gamma, not only delta. So delta is like spot price. Yeah, yeah. So for one spot price change, how much does your contract change? Uh -huh. So that's delta. I see. And gamma is like one delta change, how much is your contract value mm -hmm. change? So that's gamma. So it's like multi-dimensional uh, risk exposure that you can choose which kind of risk you can expose. So that's, uh, naturally much, much more complicated. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of people doesn't understand the value because it's complicated, but a lot of market makers or professional traders, they don't want to bet on directional risk or yeah. they don't want to bet on like spot price increase or not. Uh -huh. They want to bet on the volatility. They want to bet on a range of spot price. Mm. Is it going to go over this range or I within see. this range? Yeah. And uh, they also use option to do a lot of hedging. hedging so right. the initial purpose of the option is to hedge. And option gives you much higher leverage. So for example, uh, like a BTC call option at the money, which means uh, the, the strike price is very close to the spot price. Yeah. That kind of option uh, gives you about 10 to 15 times leverage if you're buying. Okay. So that's that's something used a lot 
in traditional finance, whether you're a speculator or you're a hedger, you're trying to build up your portfolio, mm -hmm. not just having one instrument, you are having this portfolio of instruments and you're trying to <clears throat> uh, precisely uh, expressing your views mm -hmm. on the market. Yeah, you, yeah. You're not just, so for example, for perpetual, you loan, you expect them to go up. Right. But if you are loaning an option, you expect them to go up to a certain price point. So that's the difference. By a certain yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's more precise. Yeah. So that's, and uh, I think that's the bigger difference mm. uh, for traders. Okay. Sweet. So uh, how does Typus fit into all of this? Um, I saw your presentation yesterday. Uh, could you give us a you know, brief overview of what you guys are doing as well as the maybe the NFT collection that uh, yeah, that yeah, you guys yeah. talked about as sure. well? Sure. So uh, at Typus, we are doing a real yield infrastructure. So that means we're doing anything related to derivatives. Mm -hmm. And our first product is a DeFi option vote, which is a much easier uh, product for user experience. So we basically create uh, like such as a cover call and you basically deposit by selling. Uh, you deposit your collateral, that means you're selling options. And if you want to buy options, you can participate in Typus uh, auction. Mm, okay. So we create a marketplace for buyer and seller to trade against each other. And in a higher perspective, uh, we position ourselves as a risk trading marketplace. Mm -hmm. So we are helping like uh, AMM protocol or lending protocol, LP, their, their liquidity provider to find a place to hedge. So let me give you an example. So like uh, LPs in CITES or Uniswap type of AMM, yeah. those LPs are taking enormous gamma risk. Mm -hmm. That risk, uh, they, they, the, the behavior of LP is basically like they are selling coal and selling put at the moment, at the same time. Mm. So their payoff is not, cannot be easily hedged using Delta One component. So they, 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 they need a liquid convex payoff uh, instrument to help them get hedging better, to, to hedge uh, like more efficiently. Yeah. So uh, we are doing this kind of uh, service for like LPs in AMM protocol. And also another example that we help, we can provide value is to lending protocol. So like AMM and lending are like the corner piece of at DeFi oh, yeah. in every chain. Mm -hmm. And for lending protocol, the biggest risk they are taking is the liquidation risk. Right. So for example, like uh, some protocol lose a, their whole treasury because of poor liquidation execution. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you are lending protocol, for example, you want to use your Dogecoin as collateral mm -hmm. to, to go to Arve to lend out some money. For example, the, uh, the value of your Dogecoin is $100 mm -hmm. and you deposit uh, it into Arve. Arve at best can give you about $40. So the capital efficiency is quite low. Yeah, The, the, the value can extract from Dogecoin is low. That's because Arve taking this very volatile underlying asset as collateral creates yeah. a lot of liquidation risk mm -hmm. for them. So, so that's like what people usually call like LTV? Yeah, 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 LTV. Okay. So uh, 
the reason why Arve cannot provide high LTV is because if the, 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 the price of the asset is too volatile, so they suffer higher liquidation risk. And the chance of they need to do liquidation is higher and the execution of that is poor mm-hmm. because on-chain liquidity for those like Dogecoin or long-tail assets yeah. is poor. But if Arve has a place to buy some put as protection oh, to I hedge see. the downside risk, they can easily lend out more money. And if they can lend out more money, their turnover ratio of their balance sheet gets higher. They I got see. more revenue. They got more mm-hmm. revenue, so they can spend a portion of the revenue to buy some protection. I see. So end up, Arve can create better services for Dogecoin holder or long-tail asset holder trying to lend out money using that asset. And they transfer those liquidation risk to the one who's selling option. Mm. That, but that's with a cost. So someone is willing to take risk. Yeah. So we are facilitating this marketplace yeah. for risk transfer. Mm. So that's why we position ourselves as a risk trading marketplace. I see. And uh, another benefit is they avoid liquidation risk. So uh, RV probably in the end might not increase their revenue by a lot, but they are they transfer their recordation risk to someone else. Mm. So they are safe. Yeah. They can provide this kind of services. And uh, one of Taipei's vision is to scale on-chain liquidity. So that's uh, the way to do it. So on-chain liquidity is not scalable is because the capital efficiency and the risk over reward ratio is too low. Mm-hmm. So the, the in general, the, the cost you put in doesn't match with the return you're getting. Yeah. That's because you don't have a better place to hedge your risk. But so that's what we are serving. That's the demand we are trying to serve. Yeah. So regarding the liquidation risk, can can you explain a bit about like what could go wrong? Uh, so in that example that you gave uh, with like a hundred dollars worth of Dogecoin, yeah. um, is the liquidation risk once it gets to a certain price, it has to trigger the liquidation, yeah. but there's not enough liquidity to yes. grab that money? Is, yes. is, is is that what you mean by that risk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, for example, this $100 Dogecoin, and you lend out $70 to mm-hmm. them, and you buy no protection. You're mm-hmm. RV, for example. And, uh, like, Dogecoin dropped by 30% in a day, so you trigger the liquidation. So you need to... So you lend out $70 in USDC, right? So you, yeah. you, you need to find a way to give them back. Right. So you're selling those collateral. And you're trying to sell it at AMM, but AMM has this slippage of fifteen percent yeah. or like two percent or three percent because it's a long tail asset. Right, right. So you're trying to sell it at AMM, and in in return you get only sixty dollars back. Mm-hmm. So there is a ten dollars deficit right. that the lender of USDC trying to get back, mm-hmm. and. Who is going to pay for this ten dollars deficit? Right. Definitely not the one who deposit Dogecoin. Yeah, yeah. They are gone. Right. They are already somewhere trading their happy life. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They are not going to like yeah. redeem because this is DeFi. Right. We, we we don't have this. Uh, There's no way to like claw mandatory that money force back. Yeah. Yeah. to like 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 in traditional finance, right. finance or real world. I can like suspend your yeah. credit accounts. I can suspend your bank account. Yeah, you might not even know who yeah. that person is. Yeah. So, yeah, so you don't have a way to do it. So the $10 deficit will be paid by Arve's treasury. Right. So that's why Arve is not taking this road. Mm-hmm. It's not profitable enough for them to take this right. risk. So if there is a like a liquid enough 
uh, old coin and long tail asset marketplace for them to hatch derivatives. Yeah, they 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 can increase. They can serve more people. They can serve more underlying asset. They can increase the turnover of their balance sheet. Yeah, they're not necessarily getting higher profit in the end because they need to buy protection, but they no longer suffer from liquidation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's historically, I I I would guess why uh, higher market cap coins like Bitcoin right typically have a higher LTV than yes. um, you know a, a lower ranked altcoin. Yes. Yeah. There's yes. that risk there. Okay. Yeah. That's right. All right. So how do NFTs fit into this thing? Yeah, we talked about Dogecoin and and altcoins and Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, NFTs is a whole different yeah, asset class. It is. Yeah. It is. So at the moment, uh, we we tackle the like uh, fungible token and non fungible token in different like approach. So fun for fungible token, we settle in cash. So we do cash settle. So for example, you buy a contract. Uh, strike at one hundred dollars, and uh, spot was one hundred twenty dollars in the end and the expiry. So you earn twenty dollars mm-hmm. each contract, yeah. right? So, but that's that's called cash settlement. So yeah. we give you twenty dollars in profit. Yeah. But physically settles means the buyer has this right. So buying option is this right. You are not mandatory to exercise it. You can choose whether you want to exercise it or not. Mm-hmm. So that's something uh, if we do physically settle, you if you want to exercise the option, you actually need to spend another portion of money mm-hmm. to pay for the product. So that's something we do mm. for NFT. Oh, wait, wait. Is, is this kind of like similar to i remember sometime during the pandemic there was like some crazy price action on oil yeah and then like they they couldn't (laughs) deliver the oil yeah the delivery is too expensive yeah so they basically uh like uh just give up their option yeah give up their rights to execute okay so this is something very similar to nft so for example uh, let's take Fuddies, for example. So Fuddy is currently trading at $100, 100 yeah. suite, right? Yeah. And uh, you buy a Fuddies NFT, bid, you bid on a Fuddies SMT. For, for example, the premium, you spent one suite. You, yeah. you, you paid one suite. So this is bidding on Typist platform. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah you bid on Typist yeah. platform. So we got depositor, we got bidder. I, I will go with bidder's mm-hmm. angle first. Yeah, sure. So if you're a bidder, you bid, you spend one suite dollars. Uh, to pa- to pay for the right, and at the moment, Fadi is trading about like hundred dollars, but the strike price you you buy is like hundred ten, and you think you, you're buying because you are willing to purchase Fadi's at hundred and ten sweet, but at, at the moment, sweet is trading like uh hundred. Why don't you just uh, buy a spot on 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 Clutchy or Hyperspace, because buying an option gives you a hundred times leverage. You see the difference? Yeah, You're yeah, paying yeah. one pre- one dollars to get this right. Yeah, yeah. So if 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 uh, Fadix, uh goes to one hundred twenty in the end, so at this moment you have two choices. You can spend one hundred and zero five. The, the strike is 105. You can spend 105 suite to purchase the fuddies mm-hmm. and hold it. Yeah. And you are in profit for 15 suite because fuddies trading on uh, S15, uh, mm-hmm. 120, right? So 
or you can sell it. But when you sell it, because NFT market is not as liquid as like uh, spot or FT market. So you might not actually cash out 15 sweet in the deficit. You probably get 13. But the fun part is that we trick, we treat, uh, typers treat every NFT as the same in the mm -hmm. pool. So I see. Okay. you can probably get some rarer NFT in the process. And we have this dodge auction bidding process. So if you bid higher, you uh, everyone will be settling at the same in the end for your price uh, for the option you pay. Mm -hmm. But if you paid you bid higher in the curve, you got this priority uh, rank to choose which NFT you want to buy, you mm -hmm. want to execute. So you have this chance to first of all buy NFT at lower price, yeah, and you got this arbitrage opportunity to purchase a more rare NFT yeah. for a flow price. So the higher premium you pay. No, no, uh, the higher, uh, the earlier you bid oh, in the, the process. Oh, the earlier. The okay. drink, the okay. earlier you bid. Oh, okay. But you, you, everyone is spending the same money to buy the option. But okay. the earlier you bid. Oh, the time, okay, yeah. Yeah, so, but, uh, so, the, the reason why we designed this is because if it got sold out first, so mm -hmm. Dodge Auction, uh, if it's not fully sold out, it will uh, auction at the lower bond. Mm -hmm. So for example, one SWE. Okay. But we we start with 10 SWE, mm -hmm. higher bond, lower bond. So if this NFT is getting a lot of attention, it could uh, like auction at like two or three dollars mm -hmm. uh, in the end. Yeah. So <clears throat> uh, we're trying to incentivize bidders to bid earlier mm -hmm. right it's not it's not like you spending uh, lower money in the end but yeah. uh, if you bid earlier we will track that yeah and you can get you get the chance to pick what NFT you want mm -hmm. first right yeah so you of course might choose one that's more rare that you can yeah, yeah, then yeah, resell on clutchy yeah and something. because nft is non-fungible everyone yeah. it, it, each of them is different so you need to pick we need to give uh, bidders this opportunity to pick the one that fits into their like appetite right yeah, yeah that I makes see. more sense yeah the, the whole nft angle you know is very interesting to me like not because only we have our own collection but more of my belief that uh many things in the future are going to be non-fungible tokens yeah. so we're actually working on um on a platform that's sort of in the music space uh and one thing that I always dreamed about was like tradable futures markets for music genres, wow. right? So, you know, as time passes, different genres kind of get more popular. You know, you move from, you have a, a few years where like pop really goes through the roof and then maybe people like country and now there's sort of like a reemergence in like the classical and jazz. So, I, I always thought it, it, it would be an interesting thing. I don't know if it's a good idea, but maybe an interesting idea. Um, if a lot of the commerce for distributing music is done on chain, yeah. um, you're essentially able to you know bet on stuff, right? Yeah. And to have that uh, done in a way that can be proved, you know, it's, it's on chain. Um, I almost wonder if this kind of system uh, could someday be used to, you know, bid on an NFT that might represent like 
the volatility of a music sale in a certain genre or something, you know? Like that kind of stuff I is think definitely that day will come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Cause like NFTs are so primitive right now because the cost is almost purely speculative, right? Yeah. Where if you move into a world where you start tracking like music distribution, concert tickets, stuff like that, then you actually have NFTs that are actually backed by, you know, money going back and forth and actually backed by um, something that's very liquid. Like people's emotion and speculation is not exactly like a very liquid asset. Yeah. Um, so I'm like quite excited for those kinds of use cases. And when you talked about and NFTs on Typus, that's where my mind went. You know, it was not like, okay, um, like our art is cool, I guess, but not everyone might think it's cool, right? Yeah. But in terms of like music sales and stuff, that stuff is objective, yeah. right? So if you can uh, tokenize something that's objective, then I think that really gets into a lot of, strange like possibility gamification finance yeah. Things that, <laughs> yeah so the stuff that like the plat the platform that we're doing uh is trying to um build into that future of trying to conduct a lot of the uh transactions in the entertainment world to bring that on chain yeah yeah agree and i think uh at the moment holding an NFT doesn't create yield for you. You can only hope the spot price or the float price to increase. But uh, with NFT option created, holding an NFT or deposit into the vote, you can get premium Yeah, in a more stable way. Mm -hmm. the, ch the risk you're taking is you're probably going to lose it at a higher price than the spot at yeah, the yeah. moment. Mm -hmm. So it's a win-win for both uh, depositor and bidder. And I think... Uh, making NFT having a derivatives could increase the liquidity a lot and protect the flow price a lot as yeah. well. So we're trying to tackle this long tail asset problem for the on-chain DeFi stuff. And NFT definitely is a very big problem mm -hmm. and demand there. Yeah. And we are creating more scenario for NFT holder to actually generate yields, not just hoping the nft the flow price can yeah. pump yeah. like a hundred times yeah which is very hard to do yeah. it and you need market makers yeah. to do it and yeah. uh for market maker they want to make the market more liquid they also need derivatives because derivatives give you leverage mm -hmm. and leverage is the essence or the core uh instrument for market maker to provide a liquid market. So this is not only for like NFT holders or speculator, this is also for hedgers, which is market maker. Mm -hmm. And having this infrastructure, I, I call infrastructure, I think delivery is like a core infrastructure that we need either in DeFi, NFT or gaming assets. Uh, we need to have this kind of tool or uh, marketplace to actually make like blur when when blur come out yeah they actually ma make uh, nft trading much much more possible mm -hmm. because they have this bitter pool yeah yeah and that's essentially very similar to option mm -hmm. so but you need to deposit your uh ease in yeah. the bitter pool and you are not getting too much reward yeah so right. that's why blur incentivize using their token mm -hmm. 
But if you do it on typist, if you're bitter, you just you have tons of leverage. If you 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 are like depositor, what's the but what's a better way for you to hold your NFT? Mm -hmm. If you put it in your wallet, yeah. Uh, if if the project you are holding gives you some token reward by staking it, you, yeah, sure, you, yeah. you got some passive yield there. Mm. But that's <laughs> that's not literally real yield. Yeah. That's not real yield because yeah. you're getting token token can get get can get yeah. very diluted. So yeah. typers we called ourselves real yield infrastructure. Yeah, that's what, because the premium you're getting is sweet token or yeah. whatever token you, you define. So right. it can be USDC, you can be ETH, you can mm -hmm. be Bitcoin. So that makes your NFT a passive income generator, yeah. not just a JPEG. The idea there is like there's a higher chance your yield is um, paid in something that's actually liquid. Yeah, know, not valuable. necessarily <laughs> like a, a thin air token that's printed mm. by the project. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, end with something a little uh, more lighthearted and less big brain, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you guys mentioned that you're going to launch a free mint collection. If yeah. you want to just give some sure. details around that. Yeah. Um, so we, because we want to do this NFT fight and uh, we also want to give our user a VIP system or user management system that whatever action you've done, uh, on typers, you contribute to, to contribute to the protocol. We want to give you a visual, uh, inclusive feeling that you you are part of our community. Mm -hmm. So that's why we decided to go with this collection called Tales. Yeah. So the full name is Tales by Typers, and it will be a PFP. Mm -hmm. The full amount will be six 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 six. And we will be giving out 70% to whitelist and every whitelist will be a free main. And the rest 30% we will do a Dodge auction. Uh -huh. The reason why we choose Dodge auction is because that's exactly how we auction our option. So right. we want to get oh, okay. user yeah. familiar with the mechanism. Yeah. And the lower bound will be set to zero. So technically, yeah. if no still one buys, it's right. still free yeah. main. So you can get this, you can participate in this uh, uh, Campaign, and also uh, Sweet currently have this zk login feature that you can log in into using Gmail, mm -hmm. and because it's a free man, you don't need to prepare any Sweet token in your wallet. And for the gas fee, we collaborate with Shinami, yep. this gas station, so we will pay for your gas fee. So all you have to do is having a wallet, logging with your Gmail, yeah, login and participate in the either you get a wireless or you get a. Uh, uh, you participate in the auction and then you get NFT. And yeah. this NFT is a dynamic NFT. So that means it can level up. It can records all the on-chain metadata. Mm -hmm. And this on-chain metadata will go with you, with your PFP. And we also have this front end that on our typist uh, front end, you need to feed them like gold, uh, gold, to this NFT like okay. on a daily basis. For example, yeah. you, you sign in every day, you got more experience. And uh, um, uh, as long as your experience got to a certain certain level, you level up. So as you, as long as you level up, you got some fee rebate on the typist and you got a wireless for our future token drop. Yeah. And so that's uh, a lot of utility work binding with this NFT mm -hmm. in the future. But at the moment, it's a useless JPEG. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that, that's interesting that you mentioned the feeding aspect. Yeah, we want to gamify uh, yeah. the process. Well, I wonder if someone's going to make a babysitting service. <laughs> you know? like, 
you deposit your thing over there, and then they they feed it for you. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we even could write an SDK <laughs> yeah. to do it because yeah. uh, one very funny, specific yeah. like feature is you can pre-approve transaction. On, on wallets on Sui, so yeah. you can do like fifty days signing yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it'll I, be fun. I wonder if you could do something where you can like use like a programmable tr- transaction block to like tag, add that transaction at the end of like a typus interaction. You know, so if you do something on the platform, it feeds it by itself. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, we would definitely do that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah cool. that like we will categorize like if you're. If you're just signing, you need to do it manually. But yeah. if you deposit, we will consider your sign. Okay. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, so where can people uh, find you? Are you guys on Discord or? Uh, yeah, how we, do people we find have. You? We uh, just go on Twitter. Our okay. Twitter handle is Typus Finance. So T Y P U S. Cool. Finance. Nice. They just come yeah. here. And we got a link tree to all the links you need to know, like Discord, Telegram group, our auction group. And we will be having more info about this free mint uh, in about mid-July. We're currently working on all the front end on our websites. Yeah. And we are, ta- we are working with uh, very talented artists. We want to make this JPEG as good as possible yeah. that everyone <laughs> would like to hold it without any utility yeah, yeah. but it has utility in yeah. the future yeah yeah we want to make it fun and sweet specific onboarding yeah. experience not just for existing web to users right. in sui but other yeah. chain so you don't need to get any sui but you can get nft in sui and yeah. start the process of learning more about sui ecosystem that's the initial goal we want to achieve yeah sweet all right well uh be sure to check out Typus. Uh, their website is typus.finance and you can find them on Twitter as well and their link tree. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks so much, Tommy. Yeah, thank nice you. To you. Thank you. Yeah. Great time. Thank you.